What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Middle cough! Hey, behave! Any injuries to report? Uh, I got a uh, blister on the back of my foot. You got a bad AC joint from what I hear. Yeah, but I got a uh, torn MCL, self-diagnosed. I made a bad air conditioner, though. Yeah, guy, I just, I, I, you know, we had listeners reach out that said, use my company, people in the business. I went with this other company. My air conditioning went out again, guys. Oh, you went against the listeners on that, on your... I didn't go against the listeners. They were already coming the next day, and I didn't want to go through the process. I understand. You know, it was... I love asking people for recommendations and then making my own decision without taking none of the recommendations. Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd say, beside like a car or a home, I mean, it's you get 10,000-plus purchases. I mean, there aren't that many of them. And for it to go out, I, you know, I, I've come a long way in my ability to not get really angry. I actually have really improved over the last probably year, two years. I was very, very angry, yet I held it strong. But, you know, I, I said something very simple. In our business, if we forget to do an ad or something's not right, you give back, right? You give them a free week of ads. You heard this a lot with the sports teams, or I mean sports leagues. They were having to get rights with their advertisers. I said, listen. I make a fucking purchase, which, I, listen, I know it's a big purchase for you. This is the biggest thing you can possibly do is install a whole new unit. There's got to be some get back. So if that, is that $1,000? Is that a $500? This, this is a problem, right? It's hot. Not it's a sweaty. credit because you can't use that for another 20 years, yeah. hopefully. Yeah, it's not a like, financial oh, we'll just give, re- you, another, we'll give you another sand. We'll give you another sand wedge. Or we'll send you a new pair of shoes. Like, you have nothing that I want beside cash. See, I'm not going to get worked up, though, guy. And they responded to this, or you have This is what you're gonna say. I've already said it. He, we kind of went back and forth. He was cool about it. And I always drop this. This is my go-to line in a negotiation. Well, I have the leverage, yet he doesn't. The other side doesn't actually have to give me anything. Right, right. Not trying to be an asshole here. I, I know this isn't technically your fault. Right. But 
this situation's kind of fucked. We, we all can admit that, right? This uh, is not this is not okay. Yeah, and I right? have a platform. Just want you to be aware of that. I, I didn't pull that one out yet because that is I still need them to come and fix it. <laughs> and uh, so I, I that that is my like uh, Barry Zito curveball. I will I will. Take your name, and I will drag it through the mud right. on the airways of the internet. I yep. swear to God. It's like the opposite of being on Shark Tank. Exactly. Though, I've seen some people on Shark Tank scream at the uh, at the people pitching. I just mean anything that's on Shark Tank, just... Yeah, it's, it's, Even it if works. you don't get yeah. bought, you people are you're getting searched. Very true. I remember the one I saw on Shark Tank. It was an old episode. It was like five or six years old. I probably saw it in the last few months. It was, oh God, what did they call it? They called it like the angry pillow or the talking pillow. It, uh, it, oh, it was, an, it was a pillow shaped not like... Not my pillow. Not my pillow, no. <laughs> it was a pillow shaped like an elephant. And it was $45, I think. Maybe more, maybe 70 It was expensive. And it was for domestic arguments when you're arguing with your partner. When you want to address the elephant in the room, you get this pillow that's shaped like an elephant, and whoever is holding the elephant, it's their turn to talk. And it was just, it was like, it was not $15. It was way too expensive. And all the sharks were like, wait a second, we don't, why, why am I paying $75 or whatever it is? Oh, it comes in this box and it's got the name. It's called the talking elephant or whatever. They, when you have it, only you can talk. It's really helped us in our marriage, blah, blah, blah. No shark, these people could not understand why no sharks were interested. Nobody bought it. It was an old rerun, so now I have the benefit of hindsight. Right, I can just go Google what's up with the sh- with the with the elephant pillow. Not only did the company fail, uh, they they're divorced. <laughs> the majority, I, not a pillow, I, I'm not maybe a, just a stuffed elephant. It was just like a stuffed elephant. That's right. It was not a pillow. It was a stuffed elephant. I, I, I'm by no means I'm a religious Shark Tank watcher, though. If I do stumble upon it, I usually will watch at minimum two pitches. <laughs> I'd say 90% of them are terrible ideas. I mean, guy, I, I rarely see something where you go, oh, my God. Like, if you're watching Ray Kroc, the McDonald's movie, when he figures it out, he's like, we're sitting on a gold mine. And just You watch some movie sometimes, right, when you're like, we're sitting on a gold mine. We're sitting on a gold mine. It's never crossed my mind once, like, oh, that's a fucking need that. gold mine. Like, Netflix a couple years ago, I'm like, I should buy some stock, and I did, and then I sold and that's a gold mine, right? Uh, Spotify. And before I even realized that they were going to buy all these people, I'm like, that's that's a company. They got something going. And I, girlfriend, brother, they all use it to like listen to shit. I'm like, oh, that is a cool. I, I've yet to even pay for it, but it, whenever I'm around other people, they always use Spotify. It's sweet. I just don't see many Spotify's or Netflix. And I'm not even talking that level, but just something. Just I don't even basic things like Yeti. Like you see, I, I read this article. Yeti is just killing it. Right, all everyone has Yetis. Mm-hmm. You know, they they drink out of the Yetis. The Yetis have coolers. I, I never they got chairs like now. Yeah, just like Yeti. I'm like, oh, that's a pretty good idea. Keep stuff cold. You drink out of it. You take well, because it on the road, I, because I think the sharks would be. I, see, I'd be curious. Right, that's a good example. Because what is their point of difference besides that they've gotten cool? The who Yeti? Like, what makes Yeti like? insulated tumblers, coolers have, and, and coolers have been, people have been making those things forever. So what is there's just the kind of look, I mean, they definitely look cool and they've definitely blown up. Well, I, I think you and I have been searching for this for a long time and it's very, very difficult to find. And I think the number one, and I, I'm a huge believer in this now more than ever before. And I already was, but I think branding guy is a fucking game changer for business. 
Like is Yeti, like you said, that much better than every other brand that's ever been? I I doubt it. Yeah, to Maybe me, like I'm I don't wrong. know, Shark Tank probably wouldn't buy. They'd be like, "There's this market is saturated." But Yeti'd be like, "Well, what you can't predict is that we're about to get cool." Yeah, but you have to admit it's a pretty strong name. Simple, easy to say, easy to sell or spell. Like it's everything I'd Part want of it, in a brand. I do think their coolers are something just kind of cool, industrial that look they got going that has resonated they I, I, did they just spend a bunch of money on instagram campaign i don't know somebody listening can probably tell us why they were able to separate but my brother loves yeti people i know love yeti i yeah, stole yeti from my mom's house it's cool the the tumbler uh no just just the, like a cup the drink mug yeah i think that's called a tumbler i think or maybe it's i don't know they just they drink crush where, guy. i'm on their website tumblers I mean, we've always been trying to think of a brand Yeti. for us beside ham or ham pod, just like Barstool or Yeti. It's it's hard to think of, but when it hits, you're like, Yeti. Someone probably said this in a meeting a long time ago. They're like, Yeti. And people are like, Yeti? Like, you mean like the monster? You know, what are you talking about? It's a genius little name, Yeti. Yeti pod? Is that is that what we should we just change our name to the Yeti pod? I, it's, it's so, I, I think about it every day. It's just I, Bud Light. Would you just be like Bud Light? It is because it's great logo. Yeah. It, it it freaking perfectly defines what they're about, right? What they are. Yeah, the brand. Love it or hate perfect. it, like you just you cannot deny. I that, think most people love it. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like you, it's undeniable that it what because what it represents is what the name describes. Yeah. A conversation Jeez. happening in a bar. On a because you could store. say like Apple. Does that really describe like the iPhone? Right. But they, it's just so easy, and they kept it, and it's, it works. But you'd say, like, Apple, it's synonymous with their shit, but it's not, you know. It doesn't tell you what it is. No. Like, is, uh, does Netflix Even ESPN, right, ES, Kinda, e- ESPN. See, but, like, what, do you know what ESPN stands for? Uh, yeah, Entertainment Sports Programming Network, I think. But the, do you the, think most people know that? No, no, that's my point, is that it means nothing to one ninety nine percent of people, but... It had never meant anything to anybody. It just yeah. became a big brand name uh, on the power of the brand. Whereas uh, Barstool was always, it told you exactly what you were getting into. And then the logo looks sweet. Yeah, very simple. Very yeah, simple to logo. Me, to me, simple is key. Simple is key. Yeti, again, I... Well, I'll give you one guy. Hmm. Ease. E-A-Z-E. Ease. How easy is that? Promo code HAM and 10 and get yourself 10% off. They deliver. Uber I didn't realize you were just transitioning to a commercial there. And by commercial, <laughs> I mean endorsement. Yeah. Spot. Ease.com. Uh, I, I got my Caminos right here on my desk. Love them. And uh, I'm a big edible guy. I know some people like vape. Some people like pre-roll. Some people just like the actual flower that they call uh, marijuana. Uh, they have everything. Just go check it out. Ease.com. And uh, use our promo code either HAM or HAM10 and... And you'll be in business. Yeah, again, new user, promo code HAM gets you 20 bucks off your first delivery as long as it's over 50 bucks, which is not hard to get to. And you might as well if you're going to get the 20 bucks off. If you're a returning user, use EASE10, E-A-Z-E, and then the number 10. That gets you 10% off. Tell your friends. Tell your friends who are returning users, all of them. Just got to be 21 or over. Number one cannabis on-demand platform in the country. Um and certainly in this, led by the state of California. Yeah. Ease.com, promo code HAM, first time users, second time users, promo code HAM and the number 10, little 10% discount. We got you. Say thank you. 
through your actions. You yes. don't even need to send us thank you cards. That's right. If you want to DM us on Instagram and show us you used it, we'll give we'll we'll appreciate you. We do yeah. appreciate you. We we do. All right, Nick Bosa, John had a little bit of discomfort, sat out. Kyle Shanahan said on Tuesday they were about to have him go back onto the field for Tuesday's practice. He was going to practice through the pain when they got the results of the MRI, which revealed a strain. Hashtag tough guy. Hashtag tough guy. A strain, and Kyle said, thank God we got that before he stepped on the field because he might have hurt it his uh, leg even further. So now we're going to chill out a little bit here. The season quickly approaching. This is not... He said, hey, it was good news. It could have been worse, but I would not consider it good news on the whole. Well, I think there's a balance, right? Like you watch, remember ESPN probably a decade ago did the Junction Boys, and it was like a show based on Bear Bryant in Alabama. He like wouldn't let him drink. But they, they like produced a TV show, but it was like a buy, it was like a documentary. It, it was weird, but it was cool. But it was crazy. Like the dudes were like dying of thirst and. Bears like, give me another rep in the days of Vince Lombardi. But I'd argue it wasn't even that long ago in our lifetime where it was like the Bill Romanowskis were just shake it off. And I think now it's there's still the element of being tough and playing through pain and being physical, especially at the line of scrimmage. But they're also now, I think, with the economics. And I understand it's all relative. But when you draft a guy number two overall and then he turns out that good, his value to you is hundreds of millions of dollars, right? Especially when you're good and he's your best player. I think they need to be... I'm not trying to question Kyle. Kyle knows what he's doing. He's an elite game day coach. Is it fair to question, like, are, are we sure we're on the same page with all these fucking injuries and, and your training staff? Like, is everyone on the same page? Or is this just the craziest four-year stretch we've ever seen in NFL history? Because I, I even saw, like... Peter Schrager today tweeted like, holy hell, they got a lot of injuries again. It's like, it's insane, guy. And then it, this guy, now in fairness, this back to my original point last year is like, a lot of guys that get injured for them have been injured in the past. Like D Ford, Quan last year. You know, Jalen Hurd, who tore his ACL, will get into Iuk. Like this, this guy, though, I'd say beside Jimmy Garoppolo is their second most important player. I guess Kittle, too. Like, there's a there's a group of three. There's your quarterback, who do you put number one? And I'd put on the next tier, Bosa and Kittle, right? Would you? Like, as equals, like, of importance? I mean, Bosa, you can't... We yeah, can't talk I think about a guy thing, that has Defensive Player of the Year ability and then he gets injured and not be a huge deal. Well, one thing the 49ers have to their benefit anytime an offensive player gets hurt is that, you know, Kyle Shanahan is still calling the plays. Now, maybe Robert Sala is about to become a... Uh, NFL head coach, but defensive coordinators just don't have the control over a game the way offensive coordinators tend to, right? Especially the best offensive play callers. So yeah, you just are. I think you're more reliant on defense on your elite talents. Well, you you don't really get to dictate the terms unless you're an all-time defense, right? You, you are reacting. So even if you had the Kyle Shanahan of defensive coordinators, it's just he's not going to be hard. he's not going to beat the Kyle Shanahan of offensive coordinators. Yeah, yeah. So Part yeah, of what I, makes an all-time great defense, I mean, is kind of the players. Well, and here's right. yeah, and here's the other problem, right? Is now we're just working our way, if you're them, through Javon Kinlaw and trying to figure out how good can he be right away. And you were telling me, and you're right, Robert Sala had a great answer when asked about it. Matt Barrows wrote about it in the Athletic. He's like, well, because Barrows wrote one of the things is 
Kinlaw just runs out of gas at the end of practices before anybody else does. And he's like, it's he weird. The word, he, he used the word poop. He used the word poop. Such a great <laughs> word. Like, usually only three-year-olds are pooped. Like, oh, they're pooped. Or dogs get good. pooped. But it's such a great word. Um, I'm always after, like, I remember after mowing the lawn, that's when you're pooped. Like, oh, I'm pooped. But he said, you know, this guy's from the northeast, the, the northeast and the south. Well, I mean, yeah. from Maryland, right? Oh, yeah. Then he goes to South Carolina. He's like, it's humid. It's hot. And what did Salah say? He's like, well, part of this is he's so reliant just on his strength, on using strength because he's raw in some of these other technical ways. That he has to work so hard against this really good offensive lineman if he's going up against Lakin Tomlinson or uh, a Trent Williams. So the point is, though, that you just – you lost to Forrest Buckner. It makes Nick Bosa more important. Yeah, I mean, I – Nick Bosa's got to be healthy for them to be really good. Like, he's, I mean, a very, very important player for them. I mean, he's one of the best players already in the NFL. I think the thing with Kinlaw, and I remember Lewis Riddick taught me this a long time ago, big guys inherently get tired. So you can't expect them to be Russell Westbrook every play, right? Offensive lineman, defensive lineman. I think it works for centers in basketball. Everyone's very critical of Joel Embiid. He outweighs everyone on the court probably by 50 pounds and probably several guards by 100. Right, if he's 290 pounds, like it's just he's an enormous human. Javon Kinlaw is probably beside Trent Williams the biggest guy on their team. I guess Eric Armstead's still pretty big, but the one thing Eric Armstead has, being a veteran guy, playing for Chip, like he's no one ever questioned like Eric Armstead out of shape. Like he's an elite athlete. Kinlaw is a true kind of defensive tackle, run stuffer. Now I think he has some pass rush ability, but. To me, my red flag on Kinlaw is not that I don't think he can be a really good player. He is. You get a guy like that at pick 14, his upside is through the roof. But when you use the word upside, that means there's still a lot of room for growth. He's going to be their starter game one. And he's got to play well. Like he's, he's filling in for a guy that was a pro bowler last year. They got traded for the 13th pick in the draft. Yeah, replacing, and, not filling in. Repl- yeah, I mean, he's just taking his spot. And that guy... Is he a $21 million a year player? We can argue that all you want. I just know if I had a game tomorrow and I got DeForest Buckner lining up for me as my defensive tackle, you think the Colts feel pretty good about when DeForest Buckner is lining up for them? Hell yeah. And right now, Kinlaw, they're like, well, we've got just to teach an, some more moves. Yeah, it's an unknown. <laughs> and there's no preseason games. There's not extended. There's just – there's. it's a tough you time say, to too, be a rookie. Bosa's missing a game and you got D Ford limping around, all of a sudden Kinlaw's getting double teamed. It's could be – Well, could, I, okay. see, I think what you just said, like – this is about Nick Bosa, right? At the end of the day, you drafted Javon Kinlaw in the first round. You need him to be an impact player. You do not – it is unreasonable to ask him to be a pro bowler week one. We know that Nick Bosa is a defensive player of the year candidate week one. So we can't blame Javon Kinlaw if he doesn't get to play alongside Nick Bosa. Part of drafting Javon Kinlaw is you're like, look, we'll have Nick Bosa. We'll have Eric Armstead. This is, gonna, this is the perfect landing spot for a rookie. D Ford shows up every other game. Yeah, if he's if he's there, that's a benefit. <laughs> you know, yeah, and, and I think they would tell you too. Listen, this guy was somewhat of a project, right? We didn't think we're getting, you know, Reggie White game one. I mean, that's part. Like this is, I, I'm not expecting for this guy to be an elite player day one. But when you do come to a like a lot of times when you get drafted, right? Pick 13, or I guess they traded back one spot, 14. You're going to a team that doesn't have, I don't know, Super Bowl expectations? <laughs> like, that's that's the goal. Like, I, I would say anything less than 
definitely like hosting a playoff game and winning the NFC West will feel like a disappointment. Like being a wild card. If I tell you right now they're the seven seed, we're having some weird podcasts over the year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, that was a bad loss, or oh, that looked funny, and that's just that's the nature of football. But I think part of it is the nature of this team's now expectation. Like part of this year with the Patriots, they're not getting judged anymore on the Brady scale. If they're just competitive and win eight, nine games, I think a lot of people are going to be really impressed. Now, you could tell me the Boston fans might get pissed off or whatever, but I, the expectation for this Niner team, if, if I tell you right now they go 10-6, and six, which is crazy to say a lot changes in a year, it'd be good and it'd be fine. They'll be in the playoffs, but it w- there'll be some tense moments, right? Absolutely. Because they'll have lost some games to either the Rams or the Seattle or the who knows? Maybe the Cardinals. What happens if they lose to Arizona week one with yeah. a bunch of guys out? We start going must win game two? Yeah. On the road? <laughs> New York? So New York I, and New York. Just, they just they, they need to find a way. And we've been fucking saying this nonstop. But God, you get you keep losing guys. I don't, I don't know what to it's it's pretty nuts. Like it's 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 pretty crazy. Yeah. And I and I do expect other teams are going to suffer in the same way, but no one to this point seems to have suffered the, to the degree that the Niners have. Um, maybe when we start playing, we'll see more of it. Maybe the next couple of weeks it'll pop up with other teams. It's hard to know. There are always injuries. It's hard to know which are the injuries as a result of the weird offseason. Right? Does, does Grant Delpit get hurt because the offseason was funky or just sometimes just people get hurt? Right. Would, yeah, would he would he have torn his Achilles in practice if it had been normal year? I just know this, and I've been saying it. After the lockout year, a bunch of Achilles rates went through the roof relative to what usually happens. Doesn't mean they're all because off-season workouts were weird, but and we know this Niners have dealt with a ton of camp injuries with some of these same guys in with regular off-seasons. We just know the better you get generally, the more expensive you get the less depth sometimes you have. And yeah. and to me, they're probably a year or two away from being really tight. I, I still feel like they still have a pretty deep team, right? They, they kind of got lucky on this couple yeah, of Yeah, next window. year they probably won't have Fred Warner and Quan Alexander and D. Yeah. Ford. Because they'll have to pay Trent Williams. Or who knows what happens with Sherman? Do they have to trade a draft pick? Do they, you know, how do they acquire his replacement? Like it, it gets a little, It's going to get more complicated to me. Like, this year to me, with the trade for Buckner, gave them a little buffer, right? And it turned into Kinlaw, and it turned into uh, Ayuk, plus them able to keep Jimmy Ward and Eric Armstead. So it was like it had a huge snowball effect, which Buckner's better than Armstead, and Buckner's better than Kinlaw, and more than likely, Kinlaw will never be as good as Buckner, right? But to me, the move, when you thought big picture, is the right way to run a team. Like, if I had told you they had traded Buckner for pick 34, I'd be like, ah, don't love that. Yeah. But I told, but he went for pick 13. And then it turned into 14 and pick 25 and resigning the other dudes. So it was like, okay. I, I think once the draft ended, we saw the big picture, the right move. Hell, it was the right move the moment they made the trade. But when you found out everything they got for him over a two-month period, you're like, okay. But now, I mean... Kinlaw's struggling, and, I, and Ayuk's gone. And Bosa's hurt, and Ford's hurt, and Debo is MIA. And they just, still got to get through the next two weeks. Yeah, we're not even, you know, we, I, I, I haven't seen Chandler Jones limping around, or Hopkins is like the Cardinals seem healthy from afar. 
Well, you had a great tweet, I thought, John, um, because Ian Rappaport tweeted a list of the 49ers receivers they were working out. This is before Kyle Shanahan spoke and kind of went through the injuries. Um, and you said, well, we got to assume if they're working out Johnny Holton and Kevin White and River Craycraft and Justin Hardy, that that is bad news for the Brandon Ayuk injury. And as it you turned out, River, River Craycraft, you know who he played for? Who did he play? Mike for? Leach, air raid off, air raid receiver. Good player. You like him? Yeah, good player. Uh, but as as um, as Kyle Shanahan was asked in the post game press conference, like a lot, all these guys have different skill sets. Like you're not really looking for one thing in particular. He's like, nah, we're just looking for good players, which is a credit to Kyle. But uh, at Ayuk, we know Debo possibly back week one. They're still working on that. Ayuk, the mild hamstring strain is week to week which hurts when you only have two weeks, not day-to-day. And I got to tell you, from watching Kyle talk, I didn't get the sense that he was overly optimistic about Debo week one. It just feels like they haven't ruled him out yet, but I don't think they – I didn't get the feeling that he thinks that's what's going to happen. Can they win a game without week one, let's say, against the Cardinals, without Debo and without Brandon Ayuk? Well, guy, if they came out with – River Craycraft. Yeah, let's say whoever their running back is, Telvin Coleman or Mostert. Use check. That's two running backs. Kittle, five offensive linemen, and Jimmy. That's, I mean, you're already at eight people or nine people. Typically, you have two wide receivers out there when you go two running backs and a tight end. And you're two starting. If you said, who are the 49ers two starting wide receivers? I go Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. Well, those right two now, guys, what would you say? Kendrick Bourne. I'd say Kendrick Bourne, and I would say. Dante Pettis? Juwan yeah, Jennings? I mean, you just, Our YouTube channel loves Juwan Jennings. Yeah, I mean, maybe you just start in three wide receiver sets to get Trent Taylor out there as slot receiver, and you know you take – but they like use check on the field. I, I don't know. It gets kind of – because If you just Trent said Taylor's, put your 11 best offensive players on the field. Yeah, it'd probably be Trent Taylor and Kendrick Bourne, and I just think that's a problem. Like, there, there's no way around it. You lose Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk from this offense – Debo Samuel was drafted high in the second round and then immediately, not maybe not immediately, but as the season ended, it was clear like this guy was going to be their pseudo. Kittle's their number one wide receiver, but this guy was going to be their number one wide receiver of the wide receivers. And Brandon Ayuk, from everything we've heard, has been crushing into training camp. And then to pull a hamstring, like at least with a foot, a broken foot, you know you can't rush back, but there is a finite date, right? right if you right. treat it well, you'll be okay. I think the hamstring with speed guys are much more murky, right? You were like, I can just say, foot, worst case scenario, you know what? I hold Debo out first two games. He's had three months, whatever. He's fully healthy. I don't need to worry about re-injury. Like, I'm not even going to risk it. I mean, he, I'm not going to do a, you know, a 90% comeback. With the hamstring, it'd be like one day of practice, like he's good. We see it all the time. And then it's like, oh, he pulls up. Sometimes it happens in a game because you go to another gear. That really scares me because the, when I think Brandon Ayuk, I think kind of a speed guy. And, and what did he get hurt on? Running a deep breaking route. And they, they don't really have a deep threat, right? I mean, Marky's good when, well, he hasn't been a great player in the last couple of years. At least he's been a body on the field to like stress the defense. When Kyle first got here, Pierre knew the offense. Like to me, the the Ayuk and Debo were gonna bounce. Like you had Debo working across the middle, Ayuk kind of stretching the field, Kittle doing his stuff, use check in the running back. Like the offense was gonna feel pretty balanced. Now, now right now, it's holding on by 
you know, straws. Fibers, hamstring fibers. Is it, is it a t- straws? Uh, yeah, what pick is built know. with a straw? An escape raft from a... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> string? <laughs> um, Shanahan said that it was good news that the hamstring was a mild strain. But I think a mild strain the second it's not fully healed and somebody gets back on the field and it becomes a mild strain again. Like, you can waste that good news really quickly, right, by getting somebody back on the field too fast. And it's hard to know what too fast is sometimes with these things. And, again, like Bosa, he's week to week. And week to week, when you only have a couple of weeks or a week and a half, is not just not a lot of time. So I – but. It, I, I, when you say the good thing with Bosa, though, is you've been around him for a year when he tells you, like, I, I'm feeling good or I'm not feeling right, good. You, go. You're on the same – like, you've experienced it. With this guy, I would imagine there's some pressure from him. Like, hey, guys, I know you drafted me high. I'm trying to prove myself. I don't want to feel like a chump here because it's it's one of those, like, I don't have a broken bone, you can tell. You're just gauging it by how I feel. It's a tough spot for the player as is, well yeah. with everything we've read about Brandon Ayuk. He's – I mean, he he's not going to want to miss a game. It's if I had to guess right now, I don't think we see him week one. I don't think. Well, I'll tell you if I had to guess right now, I don't think we see Debo week one. So we don't see either guy week one. <laughs> it does set up ideal. Kyle Shanahan's Coach of the Year award. You know, from the ashes, an offense no one believed in. Would you feel pretty good about a win against the Arizona Cardinals? No Bosa, no Debo, no Ayuk. Would that just be a hey, 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 everybody? You thought we were going to have a Super Bowl slump? Just wanted to let everyone know. Right. For, let me preface it by saying, I don't know why in my training camps we lose about 17 players a year, but it happens. But luckily, they now pay me nine years worth of contracts. I'm worth it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And Raheem Mostert's going to be like, God damn it. We, I thought I got more money, and then they ran me 42 times week one. This would be the pushback, and you always say it, and we talked about it when we talked about Bosa. Like, at the end of the day, defensive coordinators, part of what made Bel- Belichick and Parcells a legend was LT, right? Like, they got the greatest defensive player ever, and they could use him like a chess piece. Like, great defensive coordinators. Buddy Ryan, who'd he have? I don't know. Uh, Reggie White, when he was with the Eagles. Like, uh, Mike Singletary and those great players when he was the defensive coordinator of the Bears. You know, the guys that of the Steelers, the Steel Curtain. Like, most great defensive coaches become legends with players. Offensive guys can do it more, obviously quarterback, but definitely with scheme. And I think, Kyle, if any coach is equipped, and I think Andy's proven this over the years, and same with Sean Payton, that they can lose some key guys. For, now, you can't lose Mahomes for a year. You, you can't lose Michael Thomas for a year. But I can lose a guy for a couple weeks, and I got some fucking curveballs. And that's why we get paid $10, $11, 12000000 million dollars and I dictate the terms in every game I'm at because I call the place. Right. Right. I'm not a CEO. I'm not yelling at my coaches. I'm dictating. Well, the terms. I, and that's where I think we go back to that list of guys that the 49ers worked out. That list of receivers, Holton, White, Craycraft, and Hardy, that's not Kyle Shanahan looking for one thing. It's him just going, whoever the best guy is, I'll find a way to make it work. Right. It's not a bunch, it's not four guys that all do the exact same thing. What's Craycraft, the slot guy? Yeah. And you'd say Johnny Holton's a speed demon outside, not great at catching the ball. But that's can, okay. can but, run, can yeah, run. All you he need is run. the threat, right? He, he can run. He can run. Like if that's an NFL, like he, you put him on an NFL field, it's not like is that Haberman out there? Like he's an NFL player. I don't. I'll be honest. I don't 
Justin Hardy. I can't tell you a ton about Justin Hardy, but of that group, my first reaction, I've seen Johnny Holton like make some NFL plays. I would take him. Yeah, I could. Im- I I would be shocked if Johnny Holton went to a workout in shorts and a t-shirt and didn't get some like whoa, <laughs> right? <laughs> He's going to be running faster than Craycraft. Now Justin yeah. Hardy's played in sixteen games four straight years for Atlanta. Now I don't know. A lot of those are probably on special teams because doesn't have he's like a twenty touch a year guy, but yeah. So Kyle's been around him, right? Kyle's and, been around him. I mean, he was a rookie in fifteen, so he'd know the playbook. <sighs> so got you. But I think I'll give, Kyle, I'll give I'll, I'll, I'll give Kyle credit if they sign one of the other guys. That clearly shows that he's open to whoever the best player is, right? Because I would say most coaches, the easy move would be take the guy that's going to have the easiest. What is that? With two weeks to go, like I just need someone who can know the who knows the plays, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like if if they take Harding, it would make sense. But I'd also like Harding. Give me Johnny Holden. At least Johnny Holden can play in the NFL. I've seen it. Right. Now he might the ball might hit the ground, but you could say Marquis Goodwin used to play, and the ball hit the ground too. Not that. Do you know what the reality is with most speed demons? They don't catch like Deshaun. Do do you know? Do you think we are? Do you think? Do you know how many? Career catches. Johnny Holton's been in the NFL for four years. Okay, now in 18, he only appeared in one game. So let's call it three years. His best year with the Raiders was 2017. For those of you who aren't in the Bay Area or on the West Coast, we've we've seen Johnny Holton because he's a Raider. Do you know how many catches Johnny Holton had in 2017, his best year with the Raiders? 36? Nine. So maybe we're overstating. Why do I feel like Johnny's just on special teams well, making my, plays? My point is I've just seen him play. Like he's he's got, he, he, well, he scored route. three touchdowns that year. So Yeah, that's not a pretty good ratio. Yeah, it's a hell of a <laughs> ratio. But I, in my heart, I'm like, Johnny Holton, 40 catch year. Yeah, 36 felt about right. What was his, what was his 2019? Uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah. 15 targets, three catches. I mean, Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph, not the most accurate bunch. Did so catch those targets did, could have been <laughs> off. <laughs> Yeah, so maybe we're overstating Johnny Holton. Maybe River Craycraft has a shot here, <laughs> Justin Hardy. But yeah, I, I one will thing, not. One thing, one thing that's great to be at a guy on the street where you always just need to lock in every training camp because the Niners have guys goes down, and if you're just on their short list, you're going to get a shot in a workout. You should just, just get Kyle Shanahan's playbook, even if yeah, you're a just free stay, agent. Just stay ready. It's not a bad idea. All right, Middlecoff, before we move on, let's tell the people about DraftKings. By the time you're hearing this, our DraftKings game is probably full, but here's what you do. If you're new to DraftKings, you go to DraftKings.com or you download the DraftKings app. When you do that, when you sign up, you want to sign up with promo code HAM. That will give you a shot at a million dollars. That easy. And yeah, and once you get in, if you click the link to get in our game, we'll have another one next week for the Tour Championship at Eastlake. No big deal. Haberman once called Tiger Woods' first victory in a long time there. Love that uh, course. Now, I don't know if Tiger's – I think he's got to finish top six to get there next week, so it's going to be tough. But you get in our DraftKings League and come up this fall. I don't. We got the NFL starting here in a couple of weeks. We're going to have fantasy – golf mm-hmm. with the majors we still got the u.s open and the masters i don't know if you've heard of it augusta and the nfl they got 17 weeks of football i can't wait to play i'm already kind of i've, I've peaked at week one it was a lot to take in i'm just i'm just trying to make it through some injuries right now we, we got a lot of moving parts right I know. we still got to follow through on our promise these. to do a basketball game 
Yeah. And so it's just I we got it right around the corner. You said they have a. Uh, what did you enter some league just to pick them like uh, uh, a survivor league? Yeah, I, I looked for you, it yesterday on the app. I couldn't find it. I, it. It's one of those. It 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 threw it up in my face. It was a million dollar. You enter to win a million bucks and you get into the survivor league. So just keep open. You just it. pick one game a week. Yeah. Yep. I, I'm going to be all over this. Download the app. Promo code ham. Get in our games. Football right around the get, corner. Survivor League sounds incredible. I can't wait. And it's really new. Get in our league. Even if you're already in our games, get in our league. One cool thing, the league has a every game we have, there's also just a leaderboard that keeps track of everybody who plays and who makes the most money. Did, did you read the rules of the Survivor League? Like you can't pick, you can only pick a team one time. Uh, I, you know, I assume that's what a Survivor League is, but I did not. Yeah. I did not read the rules, no. So if like it's Niners Jacksonville and you take the Niners that week, you blow your load on the Niners. Like yeah, you can't me, take them again. Let me go back. And I see would assume I that's usually the only fair way to do right, it. Right. That's same. I, I'd have to. I'd have to look at week one because um, that's 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 why it, what makes it pretty hard because you just pick good teams. Now the, the NFL, the, the great part about the sport is like a great team losing four times a year. So even if you pick the best team in the, in the league, you'd. I mean the Niners lost three games last year. You couldn't pick them every week. I can't find but, it yeah, now down, in my lobby. But. Yeah, whatever. Well, I mean, we'll figure it out. We got time. Download the DraftKings app, promo code HAM. Get in our game. I'm actually kind of excited for golf. Uh, you see Phil Mickelson playing in the Champions Tour? Shot a 61? <laughs> he shot a 61. I would say that if he joined the Champions Tour, he'd be in pretty good shape to win a lot of tournaments. Though I, he, he'll he probably get bored really fast. But uh, Oh, yeah, John, by the games. way, on the DraftKings app, you just go to Featured Promotions. You just slide until you see... $100 million golden ticket giveaway. You click on that, and um, you enter for free the $1 million football survivor pool. You get an instant reward, and you get a shot at a $1 million. Um, you know who you're taking cash. week one? No, I do not. I'm going to have to look at that, too. I'm, I want in on that game. Sounds fun. But the key is sign up with Code Ham. Hoops, yeah, playoffs, Ham. all that stuff. Promo Code Ham. DraftKings, Ham. baby. Yeah, DraftKings. Draft I, somebody today told me, uh, what do you think of this? I got a DM. What do you think of this trade I just did in my Keeper Fantasy League? Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Tua, he traded away. In in return, he got Joe Burrow and, fuck, who's the running back? How do you already have these guys? They've already had a draft for the rookies? Yeah. Was a, and all I, someone Obviously, who the other player is is incredibly critical to make sense of the trade. The point is not the trade. I just remember thinking, like, I got to tell you, man, keeper league just sounds miserable. Like, I what Tua? I got to draft. I I, I, I got to get Tua, huh? <laughs> Forget that. I, Daily fantasy. What I don't at. understand is how do they already have these? Clyde, he got he got drafted like two months ago. Like, when you guys, when you have your draft over the summer, like, what? Don't the drafts typically take place right around now when everyone goes to like a pizza joint and drinks beers and does their draft right, or their fucking family room with all their buddies? Which, I, again, I understand how that was cool seven years ago, and I'm not trying to hate just because I'm being paid by Daily Fantasy. I, before money was even involved, I always thought that was stupid. And then when you told me like three years ago, and it was the right move because he was coming off a big year, you're like, you know, Alyssa plays in this fantasy league for work. You're like, you fucking took Le'Veon Bell, and then he holds out, and you're stuck with Le'Veon Bell. Well, you know the great part is? You would never take Le'Veon Bell in DraftKings. You know why? Because when you're putting your team together on the Friday or Saturday, you'd see... Guy, he's sitting at home. <laughs> so, I, listen, I'm not trying to hate because clearly fantasy has exploded. It's helped us now indirectly. But daily fantasy, I, I just... It's I, so much better. I, I don't understand how normal fantasy holds a candle to daily fantasy, guy. <laughs> Loyalty, John. Two is my guy. 
but I don't want to have to like move the guys. Like it's just it's a lot of work. I like keeper starting fresh. League? Keeper leagues Tua? <laughs> Is he playing? Burrow? Sounds okay. brutal. Both those guys, I, I'm rooting for them. They might not be good. And Clyde then, and then you're, Clyde, I would yeah, Clyde not. Would, would you have given up Clyde? No, that's what I said. But then he's like, well, but two is not going to play. I need a quarterback. My team stinks. I don't even remember who the other running back was. Again, it matters who the other running back was. So he kind of convinced me. I was like, I hate that trade. Honestly, man, you just gave up Clyde. He's like, no, but I think Burrow. Oh, all right, whatever. I, I saw a headline today. The dude from Utah is killing it for the Bills. Uh, Which dude? Who's the, who's the big running back? For oh, Zach Utah? Moss. Yeah. I saw Sean McDermott likes him. He's catching the ball well out of the backfield. Oh, yeah. They're just a fan. Just a, I think he's just a high-floor guy. Well, they draft him in like the fifth round. That's a good pick. Went later than people thought he would. Where's yeah, Eno? Arizona? Is Eno Benjamin doing anything? I haven't read his name one time. <sighs> Problem with guys like Cliff slash Leach. It's like running backs just are relevant, right? All right, I want to run a theory by you, Middlecoff, because it became official. The 49ers announced they won't have fans for the first game they play against the Arizona Cardinals. My theory is that... The 49ers are one of the teams in the NFL most hurt by no fans for two reasons. I think the people that benefit the most from no fans are teams that get teams or players that could be booed. They're like less pressure, right? I was talking to our buddy Daniel Jeremiah the other day. He's like, Will Myers, this is a guy, he's always, people are always like going hot and cold on him. No fans. I always liked him. I always liked him. Maybe no fans makes it easy. People always want more out of him. And so maybe it's been good for him. So, A, Teams with booable players, the 49ers. Well, think, think Browns, Giants, Jets are three teams that jump out to me. Yeah. Absolutely. They benefit from no fans. I think you're right. And But I think there's messy, right? Because on the other hand, you'd be like, well, we want fans when we play Joe Burrow in Cincinnati if we're Cleveland, right? So it's a little – to me, it's all bad for the Niners because you don't – you got no booable players, so there's no benefit to no fans. And two, you've become – and we saw it start to trend. Remember early in the Levi Stadium days, like, is, can this place get loud? Turns out if you're really good and a lot of people there that care, then, yeah, your stadium can get loud. And their stadiums are getting loud. They've been getting cooler. They're only becoming a hotter ticket. They're coming off a Super Bowl appearance, right? It will. They will, ha- they will be the hottest ticket they've ever been in that the history awesome. of Levi Stadium. And so they yeah, miss out I- on that. They were pretty hot the year coming off the they were Super Bowl or the uh, NFC Championship, but it was different. Like it was, there had been some weird shit happening that off season, and it and it flipped fast. And there was so much other stuff going on with the yeah, stadium, for sure. right? For, like I, the to part- me, there there are parallels with the Warriors when that one year popped with Steph Clay, and they made their little uh, playoff run, and the next year they won the championship. They immediately became a thing. <clears throat> the difference is the Warriors had never really been a thing. They'd kind of been more of a cultish team. The Niners are the biggest team on the West Coast, let alone the biggest team arguably in California, let alone the biggest team in the Bay Area. The buzz last year, remember how it grew as they were good, what it became? Well, this year they've had the whole offseason. They got this badass coach. They got this sweet returning team. They just re-signed their best player. You're right. Like, it's not the loudest stadium in in the country, right? It's not probably in the top 10. It's not Arrowhead. It's not Seattle. It's not the Saints. But it is a very, very big deal for the fans. Like, when you go there, you don't see much other colors when they're good. In California, we'll sell our tickets when they suck. This ain't the Browns. But when they're good, fucking people around here will pay a premium. And you're right. They would have would have got a lot of buzz. Place would have been. Because I went to some games, guy. I went to the playoff game against Minnesota. And it was, as the kids say, Liddy. I mean, it was fucking nuts. 
I went to the Seattle Monday night game. It was sweet. I mean, it was as the by the time they got to like seven, eight, no, and everyone's like, okay, this is not some flash in the pan. This team's real. They became the Niners again. And it really hadn't felt like that when you say since Hart like peak Harbaugh. That's been a long time. So there's pent up kind of anger and aggression. There are a lot of people because it was a new stadium that invested a lot of money that's just been taking it on the teeth for like four or five years. And it's just they become like anything out in the West Coast, USC football, the Dodgers, what the Lakers, the Warriors, when you become good out West, and it's like this all over the country, but we're just more front runners out here. You become the it thing that people want to go to. Like, oh, damn, seven more celebrity. Like, it just becomes everyone wants to go. And it's just they're going to miss out on that. Which, I mean, it's if you're Jed, it sucks because you finally, it, it took you six years in to like at least someone to give you a little credit for your stadium. Yep. And now it's like I, I, I keep struggling with, I, I think it's a huge unknown, the impact of just no fans or even if they let 10,000 people into some of these. Like that's a huge part of football games is just the noise, mm-hmm. right, for offenses. Mm-hmm. It's It's... It's not it's same you see with the NBA like do you think that some of these 50 point games in the playoffs are actually 50 point games in the playoffs or would they probably be more like 35 or 40 in a normal environment and 50 listen, point I, I, what someone do you brought mean? that like up point differential well, like Donovan no Donovan Mitchell's had a couple 50 point oh, games in the score, playoffs so yeah, far yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like it's it's pretty hard to do that like check out Michael Jordan's resume like it's who does that mean like are there going to be things that happen in these NFL games, because in baseball, the baseball game is the baseball game, right? You just, you got to hit the pitch. In football and basketball, noise and screaming at you and being able to communicate really impacts the flow of the sport. Like there's not, if I'm cutting off or, you know, pick off play, like does it impact baseball that much? Because my take would be no. In basketball, it's specifically football for road teams, I think it has dramatic impact, guys. So where it affects baseball the most, I think, because baseball is really close to the fans, the field is really close to players who get heckled, I think it does really affect them. Like those guys really benefit. Guys who have a lot of pressure on them for whatever reason and they hear about it, you know, from their home crowd or from their road crowd or whatever, right? Like the Phillies or those guys, I think, really benefit. Guys who the just Red kinda, Sox. You hear a few boos when you come. It only takes a few boos in a baseball stadium for you to hear it if no one else is making noise when you come to the plate. So I think those guys benefit. I think in basketball, I think where it really hurts, to your point on scoring, home teams who have to play defense, right? Home teams, you're on defense. Is the, in the NBA, we know people tried less hard on defense than they do on offense, by and large. Crowd energy, just that sort of the juice you get from your home crowd when it's time after four quarters of basketball to nut up and D up. Like, I think maybe yeah. that's where it affects people. I, I, I heard, like, Goran Dragic on with Woj. He said one thing that they've noticed in the bubble, and the shooting has been way up in the bubble. The corner threes, well, on the road, people are yelling at you, and the opposing bench is back now. He's like, you don't actually feel as like intimidated with guys oh. right there. And if you notice, they're just draining threes in this bubble. The offense is skyrocketing. And it already was in the NBA, but now it's like, just a little there is looser. Something if I'm just like, ah, yeah. right? It just doesn't exist. And then if you're like, if you're Nick Bosa at home, that's a disadvantage, right? If you're Nick Bosa playing a home game, that's yeah. a disadvantage. You're saying without the crowd there to mess up their offense. 
but it's definitely an advantage for them when they go on the road. So it's a give and take. Uh, I mean, Adva- yeah, advantage but I'm in just the saying, sen- advantage like, in the I sense that your offense can communicate on the road. I'm just saying, elite pass rushers, like the 49ers have an elite left tackle, a quarter, like they just got a really good offensive line. They've got an experienced quarterback or more experienced quarterback. I just think elite pass rushers, like who's the most elite pass rusher in the division? Well, edge rusher, you'd say Aaron Donald, like you do benefit probably. But, but look, look at him. Like, they announced today, L.A. no fans. Yeah. So, they, well, who plays in there? Joey Bosa and Aaron Donald. Now, Joey, Joey. I'll tell you, I've been fucking playing road games for my entire career. But Aaron Donald, you, you would have imagined non-coronavirus that the L.A. Rams would have had a decent crowd this first year, right? Have you seen and, some and of the... Seeing some of the pictures oh of the crowd God, the looked sta- pretty... The stadium looks awesome. incredible. Yeah. I want to go. I don't know about you. It's like, it in the next couple of years, I want to attend that place. Gorgeous. For I'd a go Rams, to, I'd go to, you want to go to a Niner game there in like two years? Yeah, absolutely. You think uh, Kevin Demoff will give us some sweet tickets? Why not? I, I don't Nothing know. Nothing but complimentary. Him, yeah, pro Rams. The Warriors were really bad this year, John. They got the second pick. We'll find out if they trade it. A lot of NBA writing right now when it comes to the draft. The Warriors are a central part of this. Should they trade it? Should they use it? We talked about Joel Embiid. You cannot deny they have a trade chip here, right? Enough of a trade chip that it made being terrible worth it? Well, they were really terrible, guy. I mean, they had the worst record in the NBA. They they were so shitty that they were one of the, and they were rightfully so. Guy, they didn't go make it to the bubble. Like, how would you describe their season? Be like, well, 22 teams went to the bubble and the Warriors were not one of them. Not even close like, uh, to being one yeah, of them. Yeah, not like the Hawks, like the the Knicks, like that the Warriors were shittier than them. To me, the way it played out, and Steph broke his hand, right? It's not like they rested Steph the majority of the game. Like he's had a broken hand. Clay had a torn ACL. Once they put all their chips in the table, you and I watched the lottery live. I would say if they would have ended up with like the fifth or fourth pick, probably even the third. The third we could argue, but the fourth or fifth would have felt like it was not worth it. Third. Still pretty good. I'd say the first, ideal. Second, pretty damn good, though. Second, to me, you still feel pretty good about having a very embarrassing season. It, it was justified, right? Kevin left. Clay's hurt. Steph shatters his hand. Draymond, kind of over it. Uh, you, you do the D'Angelo Russell, then you move him, right, for Andrew Wiggins. But, but at the end of the you said, listen, we had the shittiest season. The owner kept saying, you guys know I'm not cheap. I'm not trying to fuck you. We're not messing around. This is a short-term deal. You end up with a second pick, and I think everyone goes, the Warriors, and you keep reading all these articles. John Hollinger is writing on The Athletic. I know Ethan and Kawakami and all these guys are writing about it. We do know that they, and Bob, they will take a swing. Now, whether they actually, something comes to fruition, Ben Simmons, Embiid, to me, those guys would almost have to demand a trade. I think Giannis would 100% have to go Anthony Davis and demand to the Warriors, which is unlikely. But they're going to be in Beal. They're going to be sniffing around. And at least they have something in the second pick and the Timberwolves pick next year because they're going to stink to just be in conversations, right? And it's not like, oh, they got nothing. Because I think that, and I saw who wrote this the other day, that you know they were making the case that like having the second pick is better than the first pick because the first pick is too much pressure. I mean, ultimately, I don't think GMs like oh internally maybe some people. You just, I see, you I, Bob Myers, I saw disagreed because he thought course, you always want to control. Yes, the draft. I completely. There's no way I would agree with that. 
that is a loser's mentality. Be like, well, I don't want the first pick because I do think if you're a GM, even if you think this draft is down, you do have to think what I said the other day, which is somebody's. You think this is just gonna be a draft with no good players in it? Like five years, we'll look back and be like, ah, oh, draft sucked, total wash. Usually doesn't work like that. Maybe we have no information. Lamelo Ball played like I don't know. 10 Australian games before he got hurt in January or December or whatever it was. James Wiseman played against Oregon and then was done. Anthony Edwards played for Georgia and didn't play in anything meaningful, right? It, there's, no, there's nothing like the sweet future NBA guy going to random SEC school. You're like, oh, he went to Kentucky? No, he he went to uh, LSU. You're like, what? You know, Ben Simmons or Georgia? LSU like, gets a ton of guys. Something shady went down. How about like, oh, well, let me watch some of these Israeli league games and I'll scout Killian Hayes or the other guy they got from Israel. So the point is like somebody, the problem might be that everyone sucks, but it's probably more that the problem is we just don't know who's good. In other words, if you're a GM, you go, maybe I can find the guy that's really good at number two. I got a good shot at it. So I, yeah, it's a, it's a valuable pick. would, would Would their trade chip be that much exponentially better if the pick was one and not two? You know, it depends, right? If there's a team out there that has a guy targeted. And loves Wiseman, loves like, Anthony We Edwards, just need LaMelo Ball, right? Yeah. So that would be better. Now, you could argue, depending on who the Timberwolves end up taking, that guy that that team wants still might be there, right? Sure. If it's, I think James Wiseman is the next so-and-so. Yeah. I, I, I think the problem the Warriors are going to encounter is that it's just become a wing league. And someone texted me this the other night and they actually had a good point. They're like, you know, the irony about the Warriors, they actually don't. Cause I was like, God, I'm watching the Rockets gun, all these threes and they were missing a bunch. And some people were tweeting at me like the irony about the Rockets, they don't even have that many good three point shooters, right? The one thing about the Mavericks, like they do have a lot of three point shooters. The Warriors, while they have two of the most historic three point shooters of all time, obviously the best one ever, and listen, for my money, when he's on, I'd, I'd probably take Clay over Steph, as <laughs> crazy as that sounds. But they don't have that much three-point shooting beside those guys. Draymond stinks at three-point shooting. Wiggins is a terrible shooter. Like, they, 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 they aren't, like, the Splash Bros can shoot, but they don't have all these other guys, right? So they, they actually need some three-point shooting, because that's clearly where the league, which they set the tone. But, like, part of losing Kevin Durant was... You just had a seven-foot Clay and Steph, right? Like that's a big fucking loss. They, this team really hasn't played together because they haven't all been together because they were injured without him. Right. Like you do need to. That that guy is missing, and now you replace it with Wiggins, who is just who knows. I mean, how it's going to look when he's you know your fourth, fifth guy. Maybe it's not as bad, but he's not a three-point shooter. Kind of like remember Harrison Barnes back like, and Harrison was a really good defender and could rebound, but he was a terrible shooter. Or they, they definitely didn't feel comfortable enough with him. Like, that, like can you take James Wiseman? Now, I did see James Wiseman shot like a half-court three the other day. Just from a st- – like, not like a – you know, you're playing knockout, but just standing there with a jump shot, hits the three, and as the ball's in the air, turns around, arms up. And it was like an Instagram, and people were like, third splash, bro. <laughs> just, yeah. If he can't Everyone's shoot, quick like, for a third splash, bro. Like, like most spates. <laughs> I just think it gets put so quickly on all these stretch bigs that are forced to shoot threes. Like, how many of them are actually good at it? Yeah, and and there are people that think he is. A lot of people, I think, popular opinion on Wiseman is that he's not a stretch five. He's just a five, right? 
Yeah, and do you want five? Now, I'm watching the Utah Jazz. Like, Rudy Gobert has been pretty good. And he's a true, true center, right? He ain't shooting. He's really just catching lobs and blocking shots. And I'm watching him against Jokic, who's one of the best players in the league. Like, fuck, this guy's pretty good. Yeah, are you a plotter or are you athletic? You know? Yeah. With Jet Wiseman, no one questions, like, he's an athlete. He's an athlete, right? yeah. Um, like, the, is the game just going to turn into every team with every guy at six foot seven? Like, there's just no place for the guy seven feet tall anymore? Unless you're Kevin Durant, right? Like, that's it. That no, but the, the, question, the question's about value, right? About but, but, but my take is, though, on this pick, like, if you just say stay there, I think the just the most potential upside in the James Wiseman, the pushback, and, and I understand it, is just like, you can't take a big, you can't take a big. Well, I'm watching some of these teams have some big, like, Anthony Davis is, you know, pretty unique big. <laughs> Yeah, but I, right. right. But you're the part of the question is like, like you is already a, have Steph and Clay. Yeah, and Draymond's a pretty unique chess piece, yeah. right? He's not just your typical plotting guy. I think the other benefit of this year is Steph. Have you seen some of the Steph videos that have been out there of him shooting just around? Like, yeah, just like not that. I mean, I shouldn't be overly impressed by Steph shooting around, but just new moves he's pulling, like these turnaround jumpers. He's like almost like extended wing post up turnaround catch and shoots. Like it's just. Is he going to come well, I, back I, I, while everyone's forgetting I think, about him? I, I think we got the Splash Bros coming back on a mission. Well, I'm with you. I don't think there's any question. On a, I think Mike Mayock said Nelson Aguilar's on a mission right now. That feels like a stretch. But I'd say Steph and Clay. Every video I've ever seen of Clay for the last six months has just been like, oh, there's uh, there's Sam Darnold and Josh Allen shooting threes in uh, in L.A. Is that Clay Thompson with him? He, he's, just, he's just hooping well, when everywhere I was, he goes. When he I was in Pullman, Washington for the Clay Thompson jersey retirement, game right clay yeah. goes to practice the day before can't he's just shooting 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 he just clearly missed basketball like you remember like seeing while the they were practicing he was yeah, on the he side. went to practice not on the side he just walked out there because practice basically got stopped when he showed up and never resumed but clay just <laughs> yeah. clay shooting in what looks like anta timberlands basically i don't even know what the shoes were just had to shoot just has just loves basketball more than anybody loves basketball well, think about this just in itself. In the Western Conference, how many duos would you take over those two guys next year? I'd take them over Harden and Russell. I would take I mean, them Le- still LeBron, over Luka and LeBron Porzingis. and Anthony. To me, that's the one argument. Yeah. I'd take them over Kawhi and Paul George because Paul George clearly the fourth best. Damon McCollum. I'd take that. I've seen that rodeo. Right? So you just, they're a duo. And then Draymond is kind of this weird curveball. Could he get. He'll never be what he was in 15, but can he be 85% of it and still be good in big games? Because you do trust him in big games. Can he stay healthy and just be in good shape? He's a great facilitator. I saw his mom Instagrammed. He was he was in the facility yesterday shooting threes. Like He does just need to become like – he can't shoot 10%, right? Because <laughs> the last couple – like no one even went over there. Yeah, yeah. He needs to at least just become credible, which he – I was at Game Seven of the uh, the Finals when LeBron won. Remember, he hit like seven threes. He had thirty two points, I think, in the game. He was the only guy hitting shots. He was fantastic. <laughs> now he doesn't need to be the third splash bro, but if he can just hit, he needs to. A you have to guard him to keep you honest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he went from he was he was a thirty nine percent three point shooter in the 2015-2016 season. He was. I saw Brett Brown he was under thirty Brown. the last two years. When Brett Brown got fired, he said, "Yeah." They asked him, like, what was the biggest problem this year? He's like, well, you know, when we got so big, 
we didn't have any shooting. Our spacing, we had no space on the court. And that's what makes the Warriors so unique with Steph, Clay, and Kevin. It was like guys all over the place. With Clay and Steph, it shrinks a little bit, right? If you have Draymond and Wiseman out there and Wiggins. But it's not even fair to compare anything to what Steph, Clay, and Kevin were, right? No, but my point is like that. I think the Kevin thing, and I think about this sometimes, is a massive loss. Like that, they did play with that guy for the last three years. Well, right? he was their best player, right? Yes. With a guy that has two MVPs. Now, maybe that means Steph will become like Steph. I do think Steph's individual stuff suffered with Kevin. Would you say that Steph has the momentum because he disappeared, so he's kind of starting back at ground zero? Huge season, another MVP? I do think he has MVP possibilities, yes, because, um, yes, in yeah. large part because they, he's good they, they win 55 I mean, games and he's just kicking everyone's people ass. People don't know what to make of them, you know? Yeah. And people have yeah, seen I don't think everyone's like. just going to be like Warriors championship, right? No. So he comes, he averages 32. Exactly. 32 and 10. And everyone's going to be watching them always. There's not going to be anything that he does where it's like, God, the, the national media didn't notice. It's not, you're not going to have that conversation. No, they'll, they'll get maxed out. JohnManscaped.com is on the podcast this week. Support it. Go to Manscaped.com. Use the promo code HAM. Get 20% off and free shipping. Manscaped.com, promo code HAM. Manscaped.com, promo code HAM. I think I have it somewhere. Oh, I, I, I. Hello. Can you hear that? Yeah, I hear it. That's called the uh, this little thing we like to call the lawnmower 3.0 guy. Was that is that they like to call that an LED light on That's the front right, of it? LED light. They also uh, it's it's this little thing called waterproof, meaning you could take it in the shower if you need to. It's got a USB charger that it comes with. It just fits right in your hand, easy grip. It's just sleek look, right? Black, manscaped. It, it's just the greatest ball trimmer in the history of ball trimmers. Not even close. You go to manscaped.com, promo code HAM, you get 20% off and free shipping. How do you beat that, guys? Did you see that video that went viral? Um, maybe it was Tuesday or Wednesday. I saw it on the Barstool Instagram with the girl. She was like in a towel screaming about how, how, how it's bullshit. The dudes don't like any hair on a woman's body. Did you see that? I did not. She's, know. Like, she's like, Timothy? You haven't shaved your back hair in 30 years and you got a tarantula coming out of your ass. <laughs> Very true, though. So don't well, be Timothy. Not, not in our homes. That's right. Not not since we've uh, befriended, partnered, and become friends with our uh, Manscaped. That's right. Because, I, guy, I, like every other day, I'll just be shirt off after shower, dry off. I'll do a couple swipes on my back. While I don't have hair on my head, I do get long, <laughs> long pieces right here on the upper back. It's all about the aging process. Or also the little tramp stamp area mm. covered in hair. Yeah. Trim it all the time. Butt cheeks, you name it. Uh, ceramic blade, skin safe technology, no nicks or sweat, uh, snags, plus the crop preserver, the crop reviver. Those are uh, additional liquid formulations. And for a limited time, subscribers get not one, but two free gifts, the shed travel bag and the patented high performance anti-chafing Manscaped boxers. Promo code HAM gets you 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped. 20% off free shipping, manscaped.com. It's time to give your testes the absolute besties with Manscaped. <laughs> Do it. All right, what else we got today? Uh, did you see, I, I, I don't want to spend much time on this because I don't know that much about it. The president at Hugh Freeze's school, who's like Liberty, yeah, Jerry Christian. Falwell, yeah. Yeah, did you, had you, did you ever heard his name before? Yes. 
Because he's like a famous evangelist? Uh, yeah, well, I think his dad, right, is the famous guy. Okay. And it turns out his wife, they're in like an open relationship or something. Well, She's allowed to sleep around. With the pool boy that he hired, but he they came out and said today, Tuesday, no, I did not watch for seven years, like this guy claims. This guy is seven oh, years. Th- this guy claimed that Jerry used to just watch. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, nope, not what happened. Uh, there was a brief time where somebody's dad got sick. Maybe it was his, maybe it was hers. And maybe I stopped paying as much attention to her and she had an affair, but she's a loving wife and that's told everything's false. It's not true. Yeah. It's just, uh, which they have kids. <laughs> Why would, of course, I don't blame them for denying it. If it's not, even if it is true. Yeah. Weird situation. This is not I, like, I, you know, uh, what's the show <laughs> where the guy came, uh, the, the show billions, right? Where you're like, you know what? I've got a press conference. I'm going to tell you all about my sexual predilections. So this guy, the reason he had to resign was because this information came out. Was I that why? Yes, I haven't did. Um, I didn't. I was just more interested in the torrid details than I was why he resigned. But Same. it is a liberty. It's a very religious. It's a religious school, right? Okay, so you got you got Hugh Freeze, who hospital bed. Correct me if I'm wrong. Had prostitutes on the road when he was at Ole Miss, right? Is that the reason he got fired? Or am I the wrong guy? Uh, that is that is that what happened with you? Remember, Hugh Freeze was like uh, Texan chicks on the road. Oh, it's, maybe there was some uh, infidelity. Yeah, Ole there. Miss, but but every day he'd tweet like a Bible verse. Like everyone thought he was really religious, and then it turned out he was using from his company or I mean his school phone. He would get like prostitutes or massage parlors on the road, right? He had like that prostitute website. That's that right. He used. That's right. Yep. And so he was kind of forced out, and people were like, should he get fired for this? And it was kind of weird. And there had some Laramie Tunzel, like they were paying for all the utilities. So I think it was like an easy one for him. But yeah, Liberty's got a lot going on, it, it feels like. That's all I know. Holy hell. Yeah. Are they playing football this year? I don't know if, if they're one of the teams. Uh, I don't. I, 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 for some reason, I just assumed every small school is not playing. But it, I think I'm no, wrong. You should not Cincinnati assume Bearcats. Yeah. AAC's I, playing. Football only. Everyone else is not playing. Gotcha. Mountain West, which is my small school conference, they is bailed. not playing. Mac is not playing. Mount, like UC Davis, Cal Poly, I can't imagine they're playing. I right? can't imagine that they are. Yeah. UC North Dakota State's going to do a one game. One game for Trey Lance, John. <laughs> How about that? If I was that? Trey Lance, I would not play. That makes no sense. Well, I mean, the, 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 why not just play six then? What, 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 do you play zero or play a handful? Well, also, who are they playing? Central Arkansas. Well, you know, I mean, every GM knows the tape you put up against Central Arkansas is make it or break it, right? But my, my thing is, if I'm a player on that team, well, do I got to practice for a month to get ready for this game? We just do like a week practice? Like, what are we doing here, right? And the thing at North Dakota State, they take football really seriously. They haven't lost a game in like 15 years. They're like the De La Salle Division One AA. To me, that's a, is excuse for the coaching staff to be on these guys for the next month. I do think if you're one of the other players, you're like, well, everyone's going to watch Trey Lance, the scouts and stuff. Maybe it's an op- it is a good opportunity for you. True, but what if you're Trey Lance? You don't want you don't know if you're coming out or not yet. Like, is he a lock to come out? He's only a redshirt freshman last year. He'd be a redshirt sophomore. Now Darnold came out. A lot of guys, Luck, Mariota. It's not unnormal to come out after redshirt junior year, yeah, right? So maybe he just maybe they just know he wants to come out. Maybe they know that. They're like, we better get one more game out of this guy. That's Make it a pay-per-view. You, you might have had the number one overall pick in the draft and you were D D1 AA school and you didn't get a season. And you were going to play Oregon week one. And you were going to dominate because your team was stacked. Yeah. 
That would have been a big story if he had a big game against Oregon, right? Because they got a good defense. Yeah, I mean, fantastic defense. I, I would imagine ballpark 30 scouts at that game. Maybe more. I mean, yeah, you'd, all, you'd also have uh, Panay Sewell starting at left tackle for Oregon that day. Yeah, to me, the vibe on getting eyeballs on a potential number one quarterback against Oregon would have been – people would have flown in. I think Oregon was going to have one of the best defenses in the country this year. That's kind of what they thought. I would have guessed six, seven GMs would have showed up to watch this kid play. It would have been a bigger game for for Trey Lance. Like, Panay Sewell, like, you're not watching him against North Dakota State. Really, you're waiting for the next game against Ohio State. That game for Trey Lance, though, would have – he could have solidified himself. Right. He threw three or four touchdowns. Oregon like, goes on to have a good year, even if they lose. He looked good. He could lose by twenty, but if he balled out, you'd be like, God, it this would have been like something. Khalil Mack's game against Ohio State. Yeah, solidified himself as a top ten pick. Um, I, so I was scrolling Twitter on Tuesday, and I got a promoted tweet from the Denver Broncos. Nothing but Jerry yeah. Judy just running routes. Cut, cut. The first three highlights, he didn't even have the football. It was just him like taking seven steps and cutting. He does look pretty sweet. He looks around. really sweet. But the video, you know what struck me about that video? Most of you probably didn't see it. It's just go it's go to the Broncos Twitter page. The video starts with a clip of Drew Locke in like a post-practice press conference going kind of kind of goofily but in a confident way going, "Jerry Judy, man, he's pretty good." Just like and I was like, "God, Drew Locke. I didn't realize Drew Locke had just some a little bit of swag to him." Right, I came away thinking like Drew Locke thinks that he's the guy, like, and he's confident enough to act this way. So he's probably practicing pretty well. And him and Jerry, I mean, John Elway did draft him the second round and then named him the starter. I mean, I, I just honestly from that one clip, I was like, maybe Drew Locke's kind of the shit, and maybe Jerry Judy's kind of the shit, and maybe the Broncos are getting slept on. Here's the way that I would describe Jer. Uh, Obviously, I think we all know Jerry Judy's is good, right? And I, I think in that video, he's wearing number 10. He looked like Emmanuel Sanders. I, I, <laughs> I think it's comp. He's a route-running Jesse. If Drew Locke is good, the, the Broncos are going to be really good. Their defense is going to be good. They got Vic Fangio. They got Bradley Chubb coming back. Okay, their offense, Sutton was already good. They add Judy. K.J. Hamler's been balling. They have Phillip Lindsey, who, again, already good. I think he's the first undrafted free agent rookie to ever make a Pro Bowl. And... They signed Melvin Gordon, and they got uh, who's their offensive coordinator, Pat Shermer. Yeah, yeah. But but he's a good offensive coordinator. Remember what he did with the Minnesota Vikings and Case Keenum? Like he's he can call plays. He's not a good head coach. Can I give you one more? In a year with just weird off season, is a team playing at elevation going to have more of an advantage than usual? A team's going to be out of shape. I don't know. Grasping for straws. We can just go with everything you said. I think the Drew Locke is kind of a young Derek Carr. Really toolsy, has a big arm. I think there's just some unknown. Like, remember Derek by his second year, there were some moments. Yeah. Now, I think the Broncos have higher expectations. That second-year Raider team was not as talented as this Bronco team. But if Derek had been on a much better team his second year, instead of being 7-9, and nine, wouldn't they maybe have been 9-7? and seven? Like, he was good enough to win. Their team was atrocious. Remember, the defense was awful. And I think Drew Locke kind of could be that. Like, he's going to have a couple games where he probably throws three or four picks. He might remember last year he had a game against the Texans where he threw like five touchdowns. Someone was like, "Is John Elway playing for the Broncos right now?" Now he only I think threw two other touchdowns. John Elway was like, like, "No, he's not." <laughs> yeah, this is my team. God damn it! Literally.
Uh, I think he's like part owner, it feels like now. Kyle Shanahan asked about Earl Thomas, and his answer was, uh, we have our team. That's pretty candid. He did, comment, he did wasn't it? say nothing against no Earl. Offense to, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whenever you say no offense to Earl Thomas, or it's like you see Rory the other day dropped a I know this is gonna sound bad, but I just haven't get any juice out here with no fans. Oh. Like I listen, no offense to Earl Thomas. I know this is gonna sound bad, but we just think he stinks. No offense to him, he's been a great player. I think he stinks. Is there a chance like if he could really, really be candid? I don't think Earl Thomas is that good anymore. Yeah, was he, would he be like, we thought last year when we got ready for the Ravens, we could expose him? Yeah. Unfortunately, was it was very link. muddy, but we, Raheem Mostert still shook him out of his shoes. Yeah, and I, I sent, I shot John a text yesterday. He only responded, don't touch with a 20-foot pole. Run. <laughs> it does feel like he's got some bad juju out there in the air right now, right? Earl? Yeah, Earl Thomas. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> is Earl a 100% lock to be on a team week one? No. Definitely closer to 100 than it is like 50, but it's not 100. Yeah. I, I just saw a headline from TMZ. Like, remember when he had the orgy with the brother and the wife put the gun in his face mm-hmm. and Earl grabbed it? Mm-hmm. We forget that because that happened like. Gets no credit for having good hands. Yeah. No. Uh, I, I don't think you can sleep on that incident because I think there are some teams like, is this guy's life out of control off the field? For sure. Right? Is this guy, when he was in Seattle, was his life just under control with his, girl, with his wife then? Like, is he in a bad... Is his life spiraling out of control? Because that... I never took Earl Thomas for a show-up-late guy. You see, he was showing up late. He showed up late, like, a couple days ago, and he was bitching and moaning that he didn't have enough time to get a car wash. So, like, they had some time between practices, but it was only, like, 30 minutes, and he tried to sneak in a car wash. He probably got in that line. It was like, I'm never going to make it back. Then come to you. Doesn't it feel like John Harbaugh and and just the Ravens in general are very, very relieved to see him go? Yes. I didn't realize the guy in the video that throws down his helmet was not Earl. It was the other guy. The guy that threw down his helmet and went to attack was going after Earl. Like so, the, Earl that might guy, have I guess, instigated something somehow. Yeah, well, like Earl just didn't even care. And I guess Brandon Williams, who's like one of their big defensive linemen, team captain, got into a fight with Earl last year, and it turns out Brandon Williams just reading about him is like their DeForest Buckner. Like everyone just swears by this guy. It's like it's pretty clear that Earl. And I saw John was asked about it. I just saw a headline. John just refuses. He's just a standby statement. Like, he's just not going to go into details, which I get it. You don't want to keep kicking a guy when he's down. You're just like, it's over. Just fucking move on. Clearly, man, they they couldn't stand the guy. Expensive. I I, I heard someone else say what you said, that $25 million dead cap next year? That's not even possible. Uh, yeah, I saw that too, but then I saw somewhere else it was like 11, so I don't know. Maybe they can split it between this year and next well, I don't year. Th- no, I don't think they can split it. I don't think – I think it all. it's all next year. It's none of it this year. What a disaster. Yeah. Uh, John, when people were tweeting like Messi's going to come to the uh, MLS, that's a, jo- that's a joke, right? That's not – he's not the Sharks, the San Jose Earthquakes. Yeah. He, want, he wants out of Barca. I think it's what they call themselves, Barcelona. I, 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 you're the EPL better. Yeah, I know. But then it ended, and uh, Barcelona's uh, actually. I'm not. There, I'm going to say something stupid. I don't know. Well, someone La told Liga, me maybe. I don't know. I, I, I had a buddy. Uh, I was talking to him on the phone actually the other day. Deep Sethi, he's a diehard listener of the podcast. Is he Deep's a? I yeah, didn't know that. I, yeah, he told me because we were. T- I brought up Leeds, 
And he's like, it really is crazy because he had this take, and it was actually kind of smart, that one thing pro sports could do that the EPL really it helps them out is the relegation. Mm-hmm. And then when you enter these new teams, and if you could just have a minor league of just like five or six teams that one team gets a spot, like the Jaguars are gone, and you know the uh, the you know v- Virginia Mountain Men are in, or you know whatever, right? And he, he was just talking. He's like, I'm like, how big of an impact these? Co- how much do major coaches like Man City or Man United make? It's like huge cash. He's like, this Barcelona, their coaches in shambles, and their teams in shambles. You know, it's kind of like last year with like uh, Pat Shermer or something or Freddie Kitchens. Well, it turns out Barcelona is in shambles. When I see Messi wants out, like their franchise, yeah, I, I is didn't just realize that either. Rounds. I didn't. I always thought Barcelona was like the shit, and now Messi's like demanding a trade. Clearly, like to me, he ain't coming to America. Wouldn't he just go to like? Yeah, I, I don't. I think he's just. Shouldn't going Jed to, be all over him? Yeah, like Jed. Like it. Yeah, Jed, just sign him. Get him. Or transfer him. Somebody will tell us why that's just, stupid, but you you just direct deposit like when when I see a transfer fee ninety million, you just send ninety million, and I get the player. But then I also then pay the player. Yeah, I, one thing Deep yes. said is part of the European soccer is coaches get a piece of the franchise. Like I huh? just give you a small small percentage. Like you get huge money. They'll it's just like a business. They'll do whatever it takes to lure the top guys, players too. Like in the NFL. Can you imagine, like, if Mahomes was like, I want a part of the franchise, Jerry. Jerry would be like, give you a billion dollars. You ain't getting shit, though. Yeah. Uh, Gunnar Olszewski, most Patriots player ever. For people that don't know Gunnar Olszewski from uh, Trent Baalke's alma mater, Bemidji State. We're last Were you able to just read that last name and get that name, or did you have to go somewhere to see the the? Oh, I might be that it. might be completely wrong. I'm just looking well, at. I it. was going to say I, I I read the last name for like ten minutes and I couldn't figure out how to say. I'm it. just going with Olashewski. Yeah, well, you've seen a lot of random names in your day and know how to say them. So <laughs> I don't know. Impressive. It's not your typical Texan last name, but Olashewski. You did John, a little more research than me, Bemidji State. Bemidji State, where in 2018? So I, he must have been like on the. Patriots was he on the Patriots practice squad last year or somebody's yeah. practice squad? Yes, I think he was. So in 2018, he was the defensive player of the year in the Northern Sun Intercollegiate Conference. The defensive player of the year. He was a cornerback. But uh one of the Patriots writers, Jeff Howe in the Athletics says he's the most improved receiver in their camp. You have to give like it's funny Whatever as funny as it means. is that Belichick Found a defensive player at Bemidji State, and they they didn't they undrafted a free agent, but they turned him to a wide receiver. And now it kind of feels like he might make the team. And let's like, not forget hard. if it wasn't obvious by the name, six foot white guy. Yeah, hard to tell by reports, especially with the Patriots. He could easily be cut tomorrow. Like he just, I don't read too much of things coming out of Patriot camp, but this does got New England Patriots. This is will this be the most New England Patriot player? Since Edelman was a college quarterback and who ultimately then Wally pipped Wes Welker. Like, is this the guy that's going to Wally pip Edelman? Welker was Wally pipped by a college quarterback who moved to wide receiver, who then became, you know, Tom's like best friend and one of the great championship players we've ever seen, right? Game winning touchdown, unreal catch against the Rams. Remember the one that fucking bounced around? Like, Edelman's had some historic moments in the playoffs. Does feel like he's coming down the home stretch. Belichick almost traded him last year. To the Lions, another guy that was like, I'm not going to the Lions. 
And now he's got Gunner from Bemidji State, who's a former corner, D2 All-American, who's going to be a wide receiver and kind of feels like he'll be good. Just reading Gunner all the second. Here's a tweet from Doug... Doug. Kyed. Patriot. It covers the Patriots. Uh, Olashinsky... No, uh, oh, Gunner. That's not how you say his name. There's no N. This looked like the second best receiver in Julian Edel, uh, in in camp behind Julian Edelman. Though Nikhil Harry made a push today. I did see Nikhil had a good day. All right, good. I'm rooting, I'm rooting for Nikhil. <laughs> yeah. Thing with Belichick, he's kind of heartless, right? You suck for a couple years, he'll just get rid of you. It doesn't matter where he drafts oh. you. Uh, a couple restaurants I got for you, John. Anything else before I get to restaurants? Uh, that's that's all I got. Joe, DM us restaurants, people. Whether you're involved with them or a friend is involved, we want to support as many local spots as we can. I saw 53% of San Francisco businesses shuttered their doors uh, or something like that. Um, Joe says, you guys should shout out Puentes Taqueria, one of the best burritos I've ever had. It's also in San Rafael, close to that restaurant that someone recommended the other day. Soul Food, family-owned. The dad owns it. The son runs it. Everyone in Marin goes there for a burrito. So Puentes, P-U-E-N-T-E-Z, Taqueria. Uh, I mean, God, their their website shows you the picture. Like, when you come here, Hermia's going to be making your burrito. That sounds fantastic. I'm starving right now. That looks really burrito. good. I'm on their website. To Puente. me, to me, burrito the, the the floor for a burrito joint's always high. And then when you get recommendations, you're like, this is a bomb burrito. It always lives up to the hype. Does it not? Like it's good burrito joints are just always just phenomenal. Well, and the price point, the other thing is a price point at a burrito joint is you're never spending that much money. Then we got this one, John. Uh sauced. This is from Carter. Listen to the podcast. That I'm working weekends at Sauced, my little Rona side hustle. Original one is in Livermore. But I'm at the Santana Row location. Uh, we got one up John's Way in Walnut Creek, and then been one there. by the Golden One Center in Sac Fire Barbecue. You've been to oh, that's right. You've been talked to, about sauce. Yeah, I've been to both. Uh, I've never been to the one in Sac. I'm gonna walk right by, but I've been here. Menu looks fantastic. Yeah, it's good food. The bar's really cool. Obviously, right now they're not inside, but uh, I enjoyed it. All right, I do enjoy it. I mean, whenever it reopens. <laughs> Quintus. Now you can you can go get they have outdoor seating. You can Walnut Creek, I know that. Well, we've got outdoor seating here in San Francisco too. Yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah, I know because well, I know because you just see it everywhere. But and I've done it. But also, they take away parking spots. They do. Yep. Yeah. Smart. Um, everywhere. I mean, those things are everywhere. The just. People eating outside in parking. Yeah, but I, but I, I mean those those like outdoor patio. What what do you call yeah. them? Like, it was only fair. You're gonna force people to shut down. You got to give them the parking spots. Yeah, I don't think it's been a big deal because there's less driving traffic anyway. I think no, it's not really. When I first saw it, it I mean, when I first saw it like months ago, it was kind of crazy looking, and then you just kind of become numb to it. I know. You're like, oh, it's just where we eat, <laughs> which is sad. But we'll we'll get through this restaurants. We're here to eat your food. That's right. On that note. Adios. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.